Speak seductively. Hi, everyone. I'm Kyle Cannon, erotic fiction author, naturist, and swinger. And I'm Lily Cannon, book cover model, audiobook narrator, naturist, and swinger. And you're listening to the Speak Seductively podcast. I have an erotic fiction series called The Photographer's Story and over 15 erotic novellas on Amazon. Two themes in my work are the promotion of a sex-positive lifestyle and the development of strong, sexually confident female characters. My writing has been described as slow foreplay, building until the reader is breathless with need. You can find my novels and short stories on Amazon. They're all free with Kindle Unlimited. We want to welcome you to another exciting and informative edition of Speak Seductively. We use this platform to promote other authors, talk about sex and relationships. Please be aware, we will be discussing adult topics from sex to the swinging lifestyle and more. Our approach is always classy, but be ready for frank conversations. Our guests are frequently erotic authors or those in the lifestyle. Hello, everyone. This is Lily Cannon. And Kyle Cannon. And you're listening to Speak Seductively. And today is a special episode because I, Lily, am going to be um, the one who is taking control of most of the episode today because we are going to be talking about my new adventure, which is uh, narrating and doing audiobooks for other authors besides Kyle. Yeah, I was going to say, it's not a new adventure right. because you've been doing it for years. Right. But... It's a new adventure because I am going to be doing it with other people. Wait, is this kind of like the, <laughs> is this kind of like the audiobook version of swinging? Yes. I'm, I'm, we're swapping. <laughs> Yes, it is the audio audio so version. If you of want to get into swinging as an author, this is the way to do it. <laughs> Just have someone else read your books. Um, <laughs> so we also have with us one of our favorite people in the whole wide world. Um, so Rick, say hello to everyone. Hi, everybody. Thank <laughs> you so much for having me on the show. Oh, thank you for joining us. So um, we have talked to you. Uh, is this your fourth time on our podcast? Goodness, I'm not sure. I think, I think it might be. Yeah, it could it might even be the fifth. I'm not sure. <laughs> I know, I know. We just love we love talking to you. You're one of our favorite people. So, oh, um, we have on. actually brought you on because I am going to be narrating one of your books soon. And so, um, for our listeners and anybody who might be interested in um, having us do audio for them. Um, we wanted to do a podcast and kind of go through what I would do with authors and, um, how I would talk to them before I read their books. So we were just going to kind of do this as, um, just kind of behind the scenes of the process. So we were going to talk to you, Rick, about, um, about your book. So, um, if you, Hold on just one second for me. Okay. Okay. Sorry. Kyle walked out of the room and he left the door open and now he's um, in the kitchen, like banging dishes and running water and things. So um, <laughs> I wanted to shut the Mystic door again. Life, huh? Yes. Yes. He's uh, left the room. Um, so... <laughs> Uh, what, what I usually do is, um, we have a zoom call and I talk to authors about their book and what they would like to hear from me. So, um, 
Can you tell me a little bit about the book that I'm going to be narrating? Uh, I can probably, you, you can probably tell me more about it than I can. <laughs> um, you've read it more recently than I have. Um, uh, it's a supernatural book. It was mm-hmm. the first story that I ever had published. I was at the point where I had about given up uh, writing as an author. I right. thought it was just going to be a hobby from for me. Uh, I enjoy writing, but I sort of kind of felt that my dyslexia was going to uh, bar me from being an author. Mm. Uh, and then I came across Black Velvet Seductions, uh, and they very kindly uh, included me in an anthology. Uh, and this this story was the first one uh, that I had published. Uh, there is a twist at the end, which I don't, don't I want to avoid because there's a, uh, a twist that I hope people won't see coming. Um, I, I don't know quite how obvious it was to you reading it. Uh, not, not very much at all. Yeah. So that, that is part of, um, kind of the excitement of this one is that it, it does kind of have that moment at the end where you're like, Oh, right. okay. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's also quite an emotional book yeah, of, of the stories that I've written. I've, I've been told that there is more emotion in this one than anything else. There, there were some personal things going on. My father was very, very ill at the time, uh, and I spilled out a lot of my own personal angst mm. uh, and stuff into there at the time. And I think it's where uh, authors have the opportunity to draw on their own experiences they, I mean, they do often say that you have to write what you know. Yes. Um, and th- th- there's a fair amount of that that went into this story. There is a supernatural element. In fact, the, in a couple, couple of three of my stories, there is a bit of a supernatural element. Um, I, I'm, I'm kind of just drawn to that sort of thing as well. And it, it, it allows you to be not dead straightforward with the plot. Mm-hmm. So you can do things that people aren't expecting, which is something I quite like as a reader yeah. uh, as well as an author. Yeah, and I think it helps drawing on those personal experiences. I know that Kyle's books, and we've talked about this before, that yeah. we pull a lot on our personal experiences because that's where it becomes more real and the characters yeah. become more real. Um, so if if you had anything that you wanted me to do with the characters, like there's Evelyn and there's Peter, um, and James and um, Zachariah, is there anything that you see in those characters? So I usually ask the authors, um, do you do you have personality traits? Because I know the way that I read it and then I put my own ideas and my own uh, voices into the characters. And so I usually ask authors so I don't offend anyone or or they listen to it and they're like, man, that is not how I heard my character. Um, so I always ask, is there anything that you are hard fast on? I, I definitely need to hear this from these characters. You know, it, it's, it's a thing with me and the people that I work with. Uh, we've talked about cover artists. I'm not I'm not wandering off the subject here. This is, I think this is kind of relevant. When uh, Jessica, our cover artist, works with me um, and she works with the authors, she, she'll say to me, do you need some input on this? Do you want to do it? And I really want to let her have 
her artistic vent. I want her to do the covers the way she sees them. Mm-hmm. If, if you end up with too many people giving too much input, mm-hmm. I think you can. So from getting back to the subject, <laughs> what I think I'd like you to do is read it the way you read it. Okay. See how you feel. And I think people do their best work when they are given the creativity or the freedom of creativity to do things the way they see them. Yeah, yeah. Okay, thank you. Um, I I, I think for for me it would work easier. Rather than me trying to direct how you feel, it might stint your creativity. And I think giving you your own – I mean, the way you read Carl's books – I think they're brilliant. I really do. <laughs> when when I first yeah. read Kyle, um, I I I thought your voice was absolutely superb. My immediate reaction was, "Blimey, I wonder whether <laughs> I wonder whether Lily would read one of mine." Of course. And this was before you'd even thought that, but it's before it ever came up as yeah. a possibility. And I know how much time it takes to do books Mm -hmm. you know in audio version I know how much effort and I know how much of your life it would take up to do so you don't like to impose on people oh yeah absolutely and we have we have really bounced this idea back and forth for a couple of years now whether um, I was just going to keep reading Kyle's books or mm. we were going to try to share this with other indie authors and, and be able to um, give that experience to others as well. So they can they can have their books voiced, um, too. So um, thank you. Thank you for the compliment. I appreciate it. No, that. no, not at all. It's, <laughs> it, it, it's, it's genuine and very sincere. Um, because I know that when I read Kyle's books, I... I he gives me creative license to do what I want with the characters. And so I always um find what they sound like. I, I don't know. And and just like authors, their characters speak to them in their heads and you know, the the schizophrenia dual personality thing happening yeah. where authors constantly have their characters telling them what to say and talking to them in their heads, I can hear their voices, you know. So if I, you know, read something that that has been um really well written with the character descriptions and you get a sense of what they should sound like. Yeah. And so I've reading through yours, it, it's funny. I do put character voices and they speak like that in my head when I'm silently reading it to myself. Um, I, so I, my, I, th- I, th- I think it's, it illustrates a point. I think you should roll with what your creativity says to you. Well, so my question is, and because, and I think this comes from, from talking to you and my love of, all things um, British <laughs> and, <laughs> and and the British language and and accent and everything. Um, yeah. So I was I was wondering, like, do you hear your characters speaking in British accents, or so we've had this conversation off the air before um, mm-hmm. about your love for the American accent. <laughs> and yeah. So yeah, do you, I mean, do you I, want I'm me to quite voice happy. I'm quite happy for my I. I uh, BVS before I bought the company, um, e- even BVS now, I think should feel more American than it does British. Okay. I'm sorry, I'm sorry to all the Brits listening. <laughs> <laughs> and it's nothing personal. I I, I love the Brits, mm-hmm. um, and there's certain parts of the Britishness 
that I'll talk to you about after after the podcast. <laughs> but there's certain bits of British things that I like, hmm. but and this is not anti-British in any. I'm very proud to be to be British, but when you look at the size of Great Britain, hmm. and you look at the size of the United States from a purely business point of view. Which community would you be pitching at? Ah, uh, true, true. Um, and I, d- I don't know. I mean, I, do you know, I'm going to leave it totally to you. I, I, I love the American voice, um, hmm. the American accents. So I'm, I'm you surprise me. <laughs> <laughs> well, and and my my issue always is like I don't want to offend anyone with you know. Um, I don't think you could ever offend me. And- In all seriousness, <laughs> I don't think you could offend me. An accent that doesn't sound uh, the right. Well, so when I did the uh, Halloween book, The Succubus Queen for Kyle, um, there is a character in it who is Irish. And and her accent turned me on like nothing. <laughs> so <laughs> so I, I, I had this. Well, and it was one of those things. I wasn't planning to do that character's voice that way, but I started recording and I got to the those character that character's dialogue and I just it just kind of fell out of my mouth that she should talk that way. Well how could you not? Her name was Fiona. I know her name was Fiona and she I mean she had you know a lot of Celtic things that she was referencing and and so it just it just sort of happened. Like her voice just kind of fell out of my mouth in the first bits of dialogue. And I was like, well, it looks like that's what she sounds like now. <laughs> so that's, that's pretty good. To me. <laughs> yeah. She just kind of happened that way. But um, so, yeah, I, and, and the way that you use language in your story um, and the book that, that I will be narrating for you um, I I'm a, I'm a word nerd. So I, I love, yeah. I love beautiful words and I love beautiful vocabulary and um your story the anniversary um for listeners you know, that there's there's a reason i i've, I've been described as being verbose um, which is probably <laughs> fair um i do talk a lot i've probably talked way <laughs> too much uh but i was acute i was about 11 years old and my teacher at school uh didn't believe in the uh, the whole concept of dyslexia Mm-hmm. Really, really not interested in that. Mm-hmm. I was a little boy of eleven, and I was told that I hadn't got a very, very good vocabulary, mm-hmm. and I was probably a little bit on the thick side. <laughs> and now, for a teacher to tell you that sort of thing at the age of eleven, yeah, is not massively good. <laughs> no, not at all. Uh, but I decided at that point that was one of those life-changing moments that I decided that. Uh, my vocabulary would never be described as limited mm. again. Uh, but also, if you are dyslectic, um, you find that spelling big words or larger words are easier because mm. most of them are frenetic. Uh, and also, uh, going into the computer age, spell checker picks them up real quick. Yes. Whereas there, there are words that get you, uh, mm-hmm. like deny. Now, mm-hmm. in my in my world, deny has got igh in there. <laughs> okay. Now, so uh, now, if somebody was to say Denny, 
I'm mm-hmm. right on the money. So I've got to, <laughs> I've got to think how you're going to for, for spelling signs. So I've always loved big words. Mm. I've always wanted to use large vocabulary in stories. Pro- Nobody's ever, ever said that it's a bad thing. <laughs> no, is- no, not I. I love it. I love. I mean, Brilliant. just looking at at the first paragraph, the word "sumptuous" is in there, and I just like I like chewing on that word. That's nice. Yeah. <laughs> so. Um, yeah, and I, I love words, so I'm a big fan of all of the vocabulary. And I was We're joking with, yeah, I was, I was joking with Kyle that I'm going to have to, to really work on articulation exercises before I sit down because <laughs> what gets me when I'm reading is, you know, I'll, I'll get into a really good cadence and I'm, I'm just flowing through a story and. Uh, I will come across words and I might have to re-record the same sentence three, four times because I just can't get certain words out of my mouth. So um, I'm going to have to uh, to really work on work on my articulation to make sure I get some of these beautiful words out. But I love it. Um, so a couple of the other things that we talk with authors um, is we have a process that we go through um, that we try to get your book prepared for ACX. And that is something that we will do for you is that when I record, then Kyle sits down and he does all the editing of the audio files. And so um, he's, he sits and, and combs through um, all of the, the files and the hours or however long it takes me um, to record each thing and uh, goes through and tries to make sure that each one, the sound quality is perfect for ACX standards because they actually do have pretty uh, rigorous standards that they go by. So um, what we always need from the author or what, sorry, what we will send to you is there will be a separate file for each of your sections and chapters So every single chapter will have its own single audio file. And that also includes the intro. And a funny little thing about ACX is that they want a single audio file for the words, the end. So that will be like, it's it's bizarre, but that's its own little thing. Um, We also will do like an audio sample. So that retail audio sample um, and um those are all the things that we will we will compile for you and mm-hmm. then um, send all those audio files to you so you have the rights to them through ACX. So then you can choose to take them down or uh, modify them or do whatever you need to do through ACX. So we're not the ones putting it up there. Okay. Um, so you can, as an author, you have full rights of uh, being able to manipulate it once it gets onto ACX um, and then don't have to contact us for that. But I don't... <laughs> Would you advise and help an author to do all of that? Because yes. I'm, I, I'm uh, for myself, it's an area I've I've always wanted my stories on uh, audio, yes. uh, but I've n- never tried to do it before. I mean, I've looked at it, but it, it, it's I've just never managed to to take that final step. Yes, so, Kyle has a step by step. Almost like a uh, tutorial. Yeah, he he will send a a step by step. Here's what you need to do when once we send you the audio files. Here's your next step. Once ACX does this, then you do this. Because sometimes they'll send you something back that says, um, "Oh, this there's a there's a section that does not meet our standards." Blah blah blah. And then you can just 
contact us, we'll make that change. And then, um, and then we always advise authors, you know, listen to your book. I, I just finished recording something for another author and, um, she listened to the whole thing through and there was one tiny part in, in the middle of the book where I had read the same sentence twice and it must have been, I probably, I probably had gotten something wrong somewhere in there. And so I usually delete back to whatever the sentence was before. And then I reread whatever I got wrong and I must have deleted back, but then reread the same thing again. So, um, she's like, it's just this one little moment where it's, it's the same sentence twice. And so I was able to go back or Kyle actually, um, because he's the one who takes care of all the audio files. Once, once I put my voice onto uh, the computer, I walk away and he takes, he takes it from there, but, um, we were able to, to get rid of that. So, um, yeah, we work closely with the author even after we're done recording and send you everything. So if there's a glitch, yeah, if there's anything wrong with any of the audio pieces, um, this newest one that I've been reading for another author, we realized that the chapter headings were wrong. And so um, when ACX goes through that, they they also do something where they match it to uh, the text that you have on file. And so right. they'll check to see you know that you have kind of the same things happening in both. And uh, we wanted we wanted it to make sure that it was going to pass ACX standards. So we said your chapter headings, don't necessarily match, you know, they're, they're not in order. So there, there was a number missing. There was actually a chapter number that was missing. And so, um, we said, you know, it goes from 14 to 16, but when I was recording, I said it differently. Um, because in my head, I'm like, oh, it's chapter 15, but actually it had missed a chapter. (laughs) So, um, we just wanted, so the author had to go back and change her chapter headings. Um, to make sure that, that it all made sense. So we, we work closely even after we've put it all down, um, and recorded it. So it, it all gets passed through ACX. And the other thing with them is that sometimes they take a long time, um, to approve because I think they just, well, they're dealing with what everybody else is dealing with around the world is that it, it's just slower than normal. Everything is, Mm. is trying to get back to normal, but I think they have, um, a shortage of employees and they're just, it, it seems to be in the last year, they've taken much longer than they did in the past to approve audiobooks. So, um, we usually tell people that too, that don't worry <laughs> that we've, we've had the same issues because Kyle has, um, published a few audiobooks in the last year. And so, um, we've realized that it's just taking longer than normal, um, for those to get approved, but it's not that anything's going wrong. It's just, they don't have the manpower to be able to get through all of the audio that gets sent to them. So, um, that, that is kind of standard around at the moment. Though. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I think we're kind of getting used to it as a society where we're like, Oh, it's going to take longer than normal. Okay. <laughs> because yeah. it's just, everything is that way now. So, yeah. um, so yeah, we've, we will do all of that. And then, um, once everything goes through and all of it looks good, then we send an invoice and that is kind of the wrap up of how all of it works. So, um, what I do on, on these zoom calls is I just try to ask the author, is there anything about your book that you want me to know? And is there anything, and we've kind of gone through that before. Um, so I am trying to check my notes to make sure that that is all of the processes that we go through 
Um, is there anything else that you want to tell me about your book? Um, no, I, I think I'm quite happy to leave it in your very capable hands, to be honest. But there's a couple of questions I'd like to ask about how you feel about reading audiobooks. Yeah, please. If you don't mind me asking. I don't mind at all because I love talking uh, to you. So we could <laughs> we could stay here all day, Rick. <laughs> <laughs> don't tempt me. I told you not told you before. Don't tempt me. Um, now I was just wondering how how the experience for you as the audiobook reader uh compares reading somebody else's story as opposed to Kyle's. Oh, that's a that's a good question. Um, obviously, Kyle's books, I am closer to them because the Lily character that he has created is. Hi, everyone. This is Lily Cannon, and I hope you were enjoying the podcast. I promised to get you back right away, but I had to take a moment and remind you to check out Kyle's books on Amazon. One of my favorites, Naughty Christmas Cards, is, well, about gifts very special adult gifts. Just go to Amazon to get your copy of Naughty Christmas Cards, free with Kindle Unlimited. Did I mention that there's an audio version read by yours truly? Wow, it's hot if I do say so myself. To learn more about Kyle and his work, follow him on Twitter at Kyle Cannon Author, on Instagram at Kyle Cannon Fiction, or Facebook, look for Kyle Cannon. All his books are available on Amazon. Just search for, you guessed it, Kyle Cannon. Now, back to our podcast. Are you enjoying the podcast so far? To help us continue bringing you quality and interesting interviews, please consider supporting us. To learn more about Kyle and his work, follow him on Twitter, at Kyle Cannon Author, or on Instagram, at Kyle Cannon Fiction, or Facebook, Kyle Cannon. Now back to speak seductively is me um so whenever i read the books that have anything to do with lily um i'm i'm always channeling myself because he has he has built that character off of who i am personality wise and um my my attitudes and things but um i really love reading the Halloween books that he put together. So those are always fun, but I, I know those characters so well because he bounces ideas off of me and um, he'll, he'll tell me about his stories before he actually pens them and puts them down on paper. And so that, that part of it, I feel like I can easily read his books and I can get through them faster because I'm familiar and I'm, I'm familiar with the storyline. Um, it does take me longer to get through somebody else's book because I am, I'm learning about the characters and sometimes I will go back and reread or re-record um, a whole section. If I'm like, wait, Oh, that character, I, I didn't realize, you know, I'll, I'll read the book beforehand and I'll get like a sense of, of character and a sense of the flow and, and if characters change and, you know, how they should behave in the beginning um, versus later. But sometimes I'll go through and I get, you know, to a certain point, I'm like, oh, wait, that's not how this character was at all what I thought they were going to turn into because I'm now really invested in it. Yeah, and yeah. so I'll have to go back and re-record something because I didn't say it in the way that I think that character should say it. So I do try to act the characters too. I do try to, to give them personalities and I try to give them voices, um, even if it's a, just a slight change, um, because I don't always give 
every character a an extreme change of like vocal characteristics. But I do try to give each one of them because I know when I listen to audiobooks, I really appreciate that. I really appreciate yeah. when I'm listening and and I can differentiate between characters because I hear the slight nuance in their voice changes. And I'm like, oh, okay, that's that character. And that's that character, especially when there's something very dialogue heavy. So um, it does take me some time to get used to somebody else's characters and somebody else's uh, personalities that they've, that they've created in these books. So that's, that's the slight difference. And maybe the writing style, does the writing style make any difference to you? It does. It does. So reading through your book, I it I told Kyle I'm really excited to get to it because I really love um I, I it's it's beautiful. Like I, I love oh. the I love the vocabulary. I love the um just the the stylized sentence structure. Um there there's just there's just a, a prettiness. <laughs> And here's, here's me who really loves vocabulary and I can't find a really good vocabulary. Um, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm excited to get to it and get to read it. And I also love that there's a lot of prose that, um, the very beginning of the book sets, um, descriptions and, and that exposition that's really been created instead of just getting right into it with dialogue, because I, I like to read I like to read, I like to tell stories. And yeah. so when it starts right away with characters, it's so hard to tell the story. I guess maybe yeah. I like to read books like that more. Yeah, no, totally get what you mean. Another question, if I might. Mm -hmm. um, what would you do if you came across a story? I mean, you would read them in advance, but somebody mm -hmm. comes to you and says, here is a story and you really didn't like the story, how would you tackle that? Oh my goodness. Yeah, that's hard because if somebody's saying, you know, this is this is my this is my work and it's been done and published and you know it other people like it. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, I mean, I I still try to give I I still try to try to give them the same that I would give anyone else. Like if I personally don't like the story, it's not it's not up to me to decide that um, because I'm not technically reading it for my own pleasure. I, I'm then reading yeah. it for to give to give them a really good product. So, yeah. it, it, you know, it, at the same time, it is it is a, a job that I am kind of creating for myself, um, which is because a, which is a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. And we've, we've always wanted to kind of turn this um, brand that we're creating here with Kyle and Lily um, into something more. And so, and, and I'm a, I'm a performer by heart. And so, you know, I've always, I've always been on stage. I've always been a, a acting kid. And so I, um, I don't necessarily need to love the story to be able to give voice to the characters. Like I can understand them. I can, I can get the characters. I can understand what they're doing and not a whole lot offends me or throws me off either. So if I get a certain story that somebody wants me to read, I can, I can um, get through the, if I don't personally agree with it. So the, you would say that there were no limits or. Yeah. Well, and Kyle, so 
Kyle's been approached a few times to do certain podcasts with people. And and we get that same question. Like, is there anybody that you wouldn't talk to? Um, I mean, I think there's a line, like if something offends us morally. So, so there's a trend right now with, um, like stepmom, stepdad type of writing and, and there's like a rape culture writing and Mm. there, there's just some things that, that maybe hit us a certain way where we're like, I, I just, I I don't know. (laughs) Like if I, if I were approached with maybe a book like that, I'd really have to consider the difference between the job and then my, my own personal morals. Um, just not liking a story is one thing, but then it, it offend, putting my name on it because then my name yeah. is on it. Um, and I'm attached to it in some way where people yeah. are going to be um, buying Associating it. you with something else. Yeah. That content. Yeah. And so they pick it up and they're like, Ooh, narrated by Lily Cannon. And then they assume that, you know, the yeah. Kyle and Lily brand supports, you know, cause my name yeah. is on it. So I support this message. Um so yeah, I mean there there's probably some content pieces, but if I just don't like a story, so if I feel like the author just didn't do a good job with their writing, I it's okay. <laughs> it's all right. It's it's their art and who am I to who am I to say that their yeah, art yeah. is uh, is wrong? Did you have no, no. <laughs> Did you have any others? No, I I I don't think so. No, I was just, I was just really curious from from that point of view uh, as to how you would feel about it. I mean, mm-hmm. I know how I feel about that sort of thing as a publisher. Yes. Um, uh, for example, if somebody was to hit me with a story, we had one not that long ago which we did publish mm-hmm. that was right sort of we we had to ask the author to uh, clarify some points it was a teacher and a student relationship mm. yes but we had to ensure that the student was over the age of 18 yes and that there was no hint of manipulation or abuse right using um, authority to yeah for, yeah. for sure uh, and and it, it is that for me was a top. I mean, at BVS we've we've got uh, very few actual hard rules. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we won't touch any underage yes. themes, but we have had associations with authors that have uh, flirted with age play. As mm-hmm. long as it's adults mm-hmm. who are adult teens or adult, but the key word there is adults. It right. is a role play. Um, we have done one or two pieces that have flirted with that. Mm-hmm. Um, but anything underage, we would not touch. Uh, yeah, and, and anything the- anything with small boys and sheep, uh, you know, we're really, <laughs> yeah, we're really not into. We can't have any animals involved or yeah, or, yeah. or anything else. That's just that 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 that's a, a big no no for us. It's just yeah. not something that we touch. And I think um, it comes to a point of putting your name on something. Because yeah, 
you know, yeah. BVS has that same, same deal where it's, you yeah. are promoting this thing under your yeah. name as a, as a producer. And so how do you, how do you separate that from, uh, this is the author's ideas and we're just yeah. producing it, but you know, you yeah. obviously but condone you, it as well. So that's condone that, it if you've produced it. Yes. So that's the thing with putting my voice yeah. to something that I wouldn't want to, I wouldn't want anyone to, to have the assumption that I would promote something that may is maybe harmful because again, our, our entire idea was speak seductively is sex positive and yeah, yeah. Um, promoting, you know, strong women and female characters and um, alternative lifestyles. Mm. And so I, I want to be able to get that voice out there, but I also don't want to promote harmful relationships and abusive relationships. And yeah. um, so there, there's a very consenting healthy adults well hey kyle's back hey yeah (laughs) but but it is it is an important point i mean especially if you you uh, undoubtedly you will be asked uh with books that uh are involving the lifestyle uh Mm -hmm. uh, bdsm uh domination submission etc 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 um some people are uh, uh, their views on quite where the boundaries are mm-hmm. uh, can be can be a little bit mixed. I mean, I, I th- I've always always got a fairly simple one, mm. uh, which is: is it abusive, right? Uh, or is it consent? It ha- any anything? When, I mean, we've produced quite a few stories uh, along those lines, but it has to be consensual. I don't really mind what people get up to in the privacy of uh, our pages. Mm-hmm. Um, as long as everybody's happy that whatever's going on is going on consensually, that yes, that works. Yeah, for us. and I, I think that's where we we land as well. That we want to make sure that if if Lily Cannon's name is on one of these texts, that we are not promoting anything that um, could be seen as harmful. And so yeah. when I read through the books. And I, I would have to have that conversation with the author that, yeah. you know, that that's part of the process too, is to send me, send me a version of the text. Let me read through it. Let me see what's in it. And then we can have these zoom call discussions and make the decision whether or not I'm, I'm actually going to lend my voice to the, yeah. the text, which is why, you know, we don't. Yeah. Yeah. And we've, we've made sure that we um, create that with the podcast too, that we've always promoted that that same message so but yeah that's and the message that's a, comes across very clearly as well I, and i think it's a great message to get out there absolutely yeah that was a great question to ask to any authors that might want me to voice their books you know that that is something yeah. to think about that um what is the message that your your story is sending and so be aware that it it um has to to match with speak seductively in our our brand and and we have been contacted by authors who wanted to come on the the uh podcast to promote their books and uh, a couple of them were up front and said that they were rejected from amazon and other places because of the content and then you know we looked at the content and it wasn't something that we could support yeah so you know we said that um you know, one in particular I'm remembering was pr- trying to promote um, basically rape. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's like non-consenting, you know, we don't do that. Yeah. 
Yeah. So that is, that is how I would approach it. And every, every author has their, their own, um, their own style. And if, and, and I said it before, if, if I don't, if I don't necessarily like the book, like I wouldn't cuddle up with it at night and read it. That doesn't necessarily mean that I, I wouldn't do it justice as far as no, no, um, voicing the characters and, and putting my professional spin on it. But um, it just may not be something that. Wait, is that kind of like faking, you know, <laughs> you're not. Yes. <laughs> She's going to tell me I'm not right. That's... Yeah. You were not right. Um, yes. I would fake it till I make it. Um, so yeah, I, I will definitely, I will definitely take all all stories into consideration. And, and I, so, and, and one of the other things I do, if, if there is, um, grammatical errors or if there are word errors or anything like that, I, I am, I am really good at reading (laughs) and I am really good at editing on the fly. And so, um, you know, I always, I always read word for word unless there is an error or, you know, there, there have been books that I've read where there's double words, like the same word is used twice because, you know, the author just didn't catch it and edit it or um, the, the sentence structure is wonky where there's a word yeah. misplaced or something. Um, I will always make sure that when I read those, that it sounds proper English and that it makes sense um, flowing well to the next sentence. So that that's also something that I do that if if the text isn't written as, as well grammatically, I can still, it will still sound good. I mean, so. that, that's great. I, I mean, I, I'd always advise any authors who when and as a part of their writing process uh, to uh, listen to their stories. Now, mm-hmm. I, I understand you can't have somebody narrate your, your story while you're writing it, but there are one or two reading programs out there Mm-hmm. Um, and they can't do justice to you know there's no way you could use that sort of program to read your story right uh, but while you're while you're writing it uh listen to your story and you can pick up an awful lot of errors uh sort of listening to your story back oh yeah absolutely um, uh, I, i'd always recommend i'd recommend it to bvs authors all the time yes definitely um Okay, so I, I think we've we've gotten through everything that we would normally talk about with an author, and we've always run into this issue where we could talk forever. Yeah. Um, but to to keep the podcast uh, as A reasonable length, I yes, <laughs> yeah. reasonable listening length for uh, our listeners out there. Um, I'm going to go ahead and and wrap up with you, but um, I really appreciate you contacting us and asking um, about the process and asking us to to lend a voice to your book. And I'm always honored when authors, because Kyle's out there in in the social media world as, you know, Kyle Cannon books, and we've we've really fallen in love with this community of indie authors and all the people that we've talked to on the podcast. And we've built a really great friend community. And so that's really what we wanted to do with opening opening this up to other authors that I can lend my voice to books that may not have had that opportunity before, may not have, have been able to 
um, afford that opportunity before. So um, we're trying to to give that to indie authors and and make this work as um, as part of our business, as part of our Kyle Cannon, uh, Lily Cannon brand. So I very much appreciate you giving giving me one of your pieces of artwork because that's that's what I do. I truly feel that when authors kind of hand over their their child to me, right? Because authors put so much work into the the books that they put. Um, and so they're handing it to me and, and have confidence that I am going to do something with it that that's, um, that's quality work. So I definitely appreciate that. You know, I can't wait to hear what you're going to do with the story. (laughs) I really, really can't wait. Yeah. And I, I'm a storyteller and a, and a performer by nature. And I, I am in love with this, um, ability to be able to do this and that, we have have kind of started this um, next chapter. So I'm really, really looking forward to it and really looking forward to all the stories that I I will get to read and the ones that I've already read because there are some out there um, already for some authors that um, have allowed me to kind of practice with them. So, um, and and of course, Kyle's books are out there as well, but um you know, we, we talked earlier about people who are close to you always saying that you do wonderful things. And so, you know, Kyle being somebody who, yes, you know, I love the audiobooks. I love what you're doing with them. And then, um, not knowing if that's just because I sleep with him or if, because <laughs> he really truly does love what I do. So we, we love getting the feedback and, and, um, after the, his books have been out there for a few years, we've, the positive feedback that we've gotten, we think that we have a good thing going here. So, um, I, I've read, I, I've read several of your audio books that you've done and I think you're brilliant. Oh, thank you. I love the stories and I love the way you tell them. Oh, thank you so much. So, uh, we, we love talking to you and I, I especially love talking to you because I'm obsessed with your voice. And so <laughs> we, we have this, this mutual love of each other. So, um, thank you everyone for listening today. And Kyle has left me once again. Um, so I am sitting in, in the recording studio here by myself once again. Um, but we appreciate everything and thank you so much for coming on. Um, everyone, this has been Rick Savage and be on the lookout for the anniversary because that is what I am going to be lending my voice to next. And, um, it might be a little bit, but it will get out there and I hope that everybody picks it up and gives it a listen. So thank you so much, Rick, for hanging out with us today. Thank you so much for having me on the show. Speak seductively. 